0: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Oh, let's do it, baby. We're going to 225, leading you into coverage of the Jets and the Bills from Buffalo, Dan Grossick Greg Buttle. You know they're going to bring the heat on the pregame show, two hours of fun, interviews, the whole nine. Then you got Bob Reshus and Marty Lyons on the call at Highmark Stadium up in Buffalo. I've got the Giants and the Commanders on my screen right now. Uh, The Giants get the ball first. They've gone 18 straight regular season games without an opening drive touchdown. It is the longest current streak in all of football right now. Looking to end that. Tommy DeVito on a third and 10 picks up a first down to uh, Saquon on the sideline. So they're moving the ball a little bit, but we'll see what they can do. Uh, They are heavy dogs today in uh, the District of Columbia against the team that they've owned. I don't know if this is a game you want to win if you're a Giants fan, but uh, I get the player, the coach, you know, the staff, the the organization can't think that way. But it's best to lose these football games, man. It's best to lose these football games.
2: I I, man, I I, like I would understand why you say that if it was a reason to lose them. I just don't think none of these guys that out here is franchise changers, man. I just don't.
1: But I mean.
2: So to lose a game for what? Like to lose and tank the season for for a guy that – for what? I don't think these guys – they can't even win in college. (laughs) One of these – like Caleb, like like, what are we talking about?
1: I just can't – What are we talking about? I can't bring myself to put my faith going forward, especially if I'm Shane and I'm Dable. And as good as we were last season, it was unexpected. We won a playoff game. It was fun, exciting. We were the best thing since sliced bread. Now, after what has been a horrifying season, where you've got some folks legitimately questioning the legitimacy of, of Brian Dable as a head coach, they're wondering if Shane can put together a good team. And, and look, the context is Dave Gediman left them in a mess, so there's a lot of work to be done. But on the heels of the questions surrounding this regime, you cannot put all your faith in... Let's be honest, an average quarterback coming off of multiple neck injuries and a torn ACL. You cannot have that happen. We've never seen him be great. It's going to be year six. To expect that that all of a sudden is going to change would be a colossal mistake.
2: So you put all your faith in a guy who's never done it? Is that what you're saying?
1: You put all your faith that, that, that Brian Dable is going to see a guy he loves at the top of his draft and his resume is one that shows that he can develop that quarterback. He's never been in love with Daniel Jones. We know that. We all know it. We all can see it from a distance. We've heard it, and we saw it play out in the contract negotiations twice. When Daniel didn't pick Jones up his
2: got paid $160 million on Coach Dable's watch.
1: With an out clause after year two.
2: Right, on his watch. If he didn't like him, not not that wouldn't have happened if he didn't, didn't like say him a quarterback.
1: I didn't say he didn't like him. I said he didn't love him. He didn't, he didn't marry him. He gave him an out clause after two years in the contract. What quarterback are you in love with? Tell me the team that loved their quarterback who said, yeah, you've got an out clause after two years. Just hasn't happened. By the way, Kyler Murray still lighting it up, goes to Moore for a 48-yard touchdown. Uh, Cardinals up 7 nothing, pending the extra point. But I'm not saying they don't like him. Of course, they like him. There are some things that he can do. He, he did excel or, I mean, I don't want to say excel. He, he played well in the system last year. But I feel like the, the contract would have been more long-term if they were in love with this guy.
2: They should have gave Daniel Jones a one-year deal. That's what they should have did. But he, they didn't because Daniel Jones went with the best agents, the best sports agents in football. So they got him a multi-year deal.
1: So you're not I even mean, lo- in love with Daniel Jones.
2: No, I'm not in love with Daniel Jones, but I'm just saying, like, what, getting rid of Daniel Jones and, and drafting one of these young quarterbacks isn't our fix. You don't, think that, you don't think that. He's running for think, his life.
1: I hear that. The offensive line is obviously a mess. You got one player on that line, Andrew Thomas, pro ball left tackle, and, and right now he's dealing with all these He's playing today, Injuries. but he's been hurt all year, dealing with the hamstring, right. came out last week, went back in. So it's kind of been a, a, a bit of a wash season for him. But outside of that, like, who else on this line you feel great about going forward? Like, every year you them. hear he's inactive, and you're, like, throwing a, a party if you're a Giants fan. And this is right. like a top-five so, pick.
2: Right. We don't have – so no matter what quarterback you put back there, you're going to get the same results. I'm, I'm just – we've seen Daniel Jones. We haven't seen any – like like, we haven't seen these other players – in the NFL. So we're not happy with Daniel Jones and what he've given us as football guys because we've seen him on the level, right? We've seen all these other guys do okay in college and think they're gonna come and be a fix. That's not gonna happen. None of these guys are the answer.
1: But maybe, So I would not
2: but maybe the Harrison Junior could help out.
1: And you but but then again you are you are continuing to stay in a marriage with someone you're not in love with Daniel Jones. Because you can get to the point where, look, you, you give him another receiver, uh, a receiver, Marvin Harrison, right? Like he comes here. Let's say you bring Saquon back. The offensive line gets better. And you still don't have the, the best version of Daniel Jones or the best version of Daniel Jones is still not a great quarterback. And now you're back into the whole I'm looking for a quarterback situation. Like that's just, that's just not an ideal situation to be in.
2: So you want to get a quarterback now. Right. And
1: then build around sit, him.
2: And, and sit and, and sit him for a year behind Daniel Jones.
1: No, I wouldn't sit him for a year. I would let them compete in camp. Jones probably, uh, just by virtue of him being the more experienced guy, especially in this system, probably will win the job outright. And then you'll see later in the season, if the Giants aren't winning games, which I don't know how you would expect them to do yeah. much better, then you bring him in and you see what you got in him.
2: So again, draft draft the guy and sit it behind Daniel Jones, or no matter how you sit behind him, he's still behind him. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he let him compete and Daniel Jones win, he's still sitting behind him. You, now, you bring a guy like Caleb Williams in, he, he's not going to be okay with sitting behind. Oh, uh, he Jones. doesn't
1: get a say in it. He's he's, he's a rookie. He's a rookie right, quarterback. So, I so, just so, got then,
2: so now you're in more turmoil. You got you got stuff in the locker room that you know that's a problem. It's I don't know, man. That's Wait, why I'm not a GM. So, <laughs> I would I would bring in Marvin Harrison and and I would stay away from the quarterback.
1: Wait, you think that if you brought in a rookie quarterback who has never played a single snap in the NFL and and and, and in a competition during you know training camp, he lost? To Daniel Jones and you sat him at least to start the season. That creates turmoil in the locker room. Really?
2: Just depend on because they because these guys have been hyped for the last two years about being great, right? These guys have been the the, the greatest thing since sliced bread for two years. They're not going to be okay with coming to the NFL to be a backup. They're not going to be especially after Bryce Young is starting doing terrible in Carolina. You got C.J. Stroud. Uh, he's out there doing great numbers, right? Those guys weren't as hyped as these guys in this year's draft. You think they're gonna be okay with come and sit on the bench? They're God. not gonna be.
1: I think if you have an organization that has uh, its head on its shoulders correctly, and it's one that you know the leadership is there, and you got guys you trust in place to be able to disseminate the message the right way, the right way. I don't. I, I mean, look, you've been in the locker room, so it's different. I, I guess you can attest to it more. But just on the outside looking in, I can't see why a young quarterback. Would look at that and say, "If I'm sitting a few games, if Mahomes sat uh, the first season. Essentially, he played week 17, but he sat his first year. Now he's the best player in football.
2: We didn't even know who Patrick Mahomes was in college. He wasn't making, he wasn't doing this great stuff in college like these guys. He wasn't notable like these guys are in college. He wasn't. So I he can't... wasn't going to make a big stink about coming. These guys have." So much behind them, they're not going to be okay with coming be behind a guy that that everyone quote unquote hates like Daniel Jones, because that's all they're going to hear the whole time, or how bad he is, and they're sitting behind him, so they're going to consistently hear that he's bad, he's bad, he shouldn't be starting, he shouldn't be starting, and this guy's going to be on the bench. That that's what created. We create these issues for players, not that we we do that.
1: Well, I mean, He's so
2: bad. But this guy's on the bench. Caleb Williams is on the bench behind Daniel Jones. Well, Daniel Jones stinks. That's gonna he gonna hear that, and it's gonna beat him down every day. And that's when stuff starts going to happen. It starts well, to happen.
1: Well, if you don't want to be in that in that situation, then go go out play him. It's simple. If you don't want to be sitting behind Daniel Jones, go out play him. By the way, Nick McCloud uh, just intercepted Sam Howell on a deep pass, so the Giants have the ball nice. at their own thirteen yard line. Uh, after their first possession, got a first down, then they punted because they didn't convert. Uh, Sam Howell throws the interception, so the Giants offense back on the field. But, yeah, if you want, if you don't want to sit behind DJ, then go outplay him. It's simple. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, you just can't use a guy like Patrick Mahomes in this situation. Cause no, I get it's same not same apples
1: situation. to apples because, you know, Mahomes, to your point, didn't come out of college, and Texas Tech with the same hype than a Caleb Williams is. And you know, he wasn't a top pick. Mahomes was what? The tenth pick in the draft. So, so I understand that. But,
2: but that's still that's still that's a top ha- ten pick. It's still to me it's still a lottery. Yeah. yeah, he's still getting pickings. and he still weighted. But the we did wasn't consistently talking about Patrick no, Mahomes I agree. every day like we do now with Caleb Williams and all of these other guys that we got that's coming up, like these other quarterbacks. They don't consistently talk about that. So that's different. We consistently talk about these guys on a daily basis, hyping them up, hyping them up, hyping them up, and hyping them up. And to only come into the league to be sitting behind a a guy that people have been destroying and killing for the last three years, that's that's not going to be okay.
1: But can't I use the example of Mahomes in a sense of, no, it's a different situation. But look, what this guy became. Look at how the blueprint worked for him. So put your ego aside. We think that it's in your best interest as far as your overall growth and development and the best interest of our organization, which is the end all be all because we want to have success for you to sit down, get acclimated, wait your turn. And then when it's time for us to bring you in as we're building this offensive line together, because we don't want to get you destroyed as we're assimilating a wide receiving core that, you know, can, can, Scare some defenses. Let's wait. And then when the time comes, you'll be out there.
2: I got you. So you draft a quarterback. So you draft a quarterback with the number one pick. You still got the same offensive lineman, right? And you still don't have yet a, a big time player to, to fit him. But that's what you, you use the rest that. of the draft for,
1: right? Like you, you go out there and try to get some, wep- uh, some, some offensive linemen, get some weapons, you use free agency. Uh, I, I actually want to give Bart Scott credit for this. A, a name he mentioned uh, as far as the Giants um, potentially targeting this offseason is Gabe Davis out of Buffalo. So maybe that's a guy who you can go out there and get.
2: Hmm.
1: But, yeah, they got to be active.
2: That's very interesting, I, I and I can see that. Yeah, you got to be. I mean, I, I get it, though, but, you know. I think the draft and free agency and all that stuff was a crapshoot anyway. So I mean I I, I wouldn't I, I don't put too much into it, man. I was a fourth round pick. And 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 I gave way more than fourth round pick effort and numbers. So I mean, no, I didn't, I never had a chance to be a uh only running back with with the Giants. I've always I always had somebody with me, but I was a fourth round pick. And I, I and I think I outplayed every other running back other than Frank Gore in my draft class.
1: Mm. Talk to him.
2: As a fourth rounder. So
1: Talk all that his. stuff is a
2: crap. All that is a crap shoot to me. You know, you never know what, you know, what it is you're going to get.
1: I like that. I like that energy.
0: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: So I used to be a producer. I used to, you know, run the board, answer the phone calls. And one of my, like, biggest pet peeves was when, like, The host working remotely, you tell them in the air, like, all right, we're coming back. So after being quiet the entirety of the break, as soon as you come back, they just start talking. Like, not on the show, just talking out loud. And I just did that to Tom. So he's probably annoyed with me right now. (laughs) He's probably annoyed with me right now. And and as I'm doing it, I'm like, I'm doing something I used to hate that was done to me. But I'm reacting to uh, Giants Commanders. Uh, There's a fumble on the field and they're trying to see if the runner of the commanders I, I can't make out who had it. Uh Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas had the ball and they're trying to see if he fumbled it. And yes, they did rule that he fumbled it. So the Giants have possession on the Washington side of the football on the Washington side of the field. Uh Tommy DeVito of course takes another sack. But there's just so much happening. Two are fumbled, so now your Raiders, I'm going to call them your Raiders the rest of the show your Raiders are in the red zone. Your Giants capitalizing going for a fumble. So there's a lot going on. Your Cowboys,
2: Dak Prescott. <laughs> Listen, man, I almost said something to you just the entire night. Okay, I picked them to win, but – don't put your talking to me when you're talking about the Cowboys.
1: Do we got the Sports Center like, update a sound effect? Like a da 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 Just because Brandon Jacobs breaking news. Cowboys, breaking news. Brandon <laughs> Jacobs Cowboys just scored a touchdown to go up 7-0 on the Panthers. Oh, man. And guess who threw the touchdown pass? That would be none other, <laughs> none other than Dak Prescott, who right now, let's keep it a buck, Brandon, is an MVP candidate. It's him. There we go. It's him. It's Lamar. It's Stroud. That's your top three MVP candidates right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even. I can't even say Dak Prescott has not turned the ball over like he has. In you in know, in the past, the last two years was just horrible for him. Uh, making decisions, uh, he's just putting the ball in harm's way, and this year he hadn't done that. You know, a, so he Dak Prescott's making me eat my words this year, and, and 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 that's okay. That's okay. I've been wrong before, you know, but I don't. You know, I, I still don't like the Cowboys. I, I, I don't. I'm gonna give them that, credit. You got
1: to be honest about what 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 it is that we're watching, and outside of absolutely. The dumpster fire. I mean, the pathetic, soft performance against the Niners that just had everyone looking at them sideways, like, "Yo, y'all are supposed to be taken seriously as a contender," but this team keeps beating you down. Outside of that game, they've been a legit team, and, and you know they lost to the Cardinals. But Dak, for the most part, has had a great season, throwing for over two uh, two thousand four hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns, just six interceptions. To your point, and by the way, completing seventy percent of his passes. Which is the eye-popping stat? How many quarterbacks this year have been better than Dak?
2: It's Lamar. not a whole lot, man. It's Lamar, like, um, Lamar. I, I mean, maybe Stroud, just because of that like, Maybe the Stroud, as a yeah. Um, T.J. Stroud has, what, one interception right now? Two. One he's only, he has, he's only two? throwing
1: yeah, two interceptions.
2: Right, and he's throwing great balls. He's putting balls in places where only, where only his wide receiver couldn't get him doing some stuff that rookie quarterbacks don't do. But I got to give that credit, though, man. Like, like, he's been astronomical this season so far.
1: He has. He has. And uh, it's 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 fun because, like, love or hate the Cowboys, you feel strongly about them. Like, they have a the large fan base, obviously, especially here in New York. And there are a lot of people, you know, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, Shannon Sharp, like they'll go on first take and have fun hating on them. But, you know, when this team is playing well right now, I guess the benefit for you, Brandon, if you, because you're in the same camp as like Stephen A., Shannon Sharp, and the people who make fun of Dallas, the benefit is the best, the best downfall is the one that comes when the expectations are at its highest. So if the Cowboys get into the playoffs and they're rolling, let's say they beat the Eagles when they play them in a couple weeks, they beat the Bills, they, they end up with, like, 13 wins, as soon as they lose that playoff game, whether it's the wild card oh. round or the divisional round, I mean, it's oh. going to be a celebration. It's going to be fun.
2: Gonna, all hell's going to break loose.
1: <laughs> it's going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> Especially it's be fun if they lose to the Niners again, man, and it's now three straight years, three but, straight seasons.
2: But this, just to go back to, is not about the Cowboys in this situation, Ty. It's, it's really not. It's the fans, and that's why this stuff just goes the way it goes. It's not. I don't look at the Cowboys any different than I look at the Green Bay Packers or anything like that I hate. I strictly hate the Cowboys because of their fans. That is the absolute only reason why. So they just got to take what comes because they talk too much noise. They're so loud and obnoxious, and I guess being. Over the I, I didn't like them before because I was in Louisiana and and people talked crazy about them there, but coming up to New Jersey and meeting a the Jersey Cowboy fan absolutely made me despise the whole organization. Just it's just it's just, it's it's just obnoxious. so yeah, it's just obnoxious and so disrespectful and that that New York New Jersey Cowboy fan is is just they they terrible man. And is
1: is there an element of, like, sometimes you need to be humbled, right? Like, to bring you back down to earth. You can be on the highest of highs, but being humbled. By the way, got to cut in here. We got the Sports Center update again. The little uh, sounder. Tommy DeVito, baby. Touchdown pass. Right shoulder, Saquon Barkley. Nice. He got a touchdown past the Giants, pending the extra point. Gonna be up seven nothing on the Commanders. Who, I mean, Vegas lost their mind starting this game. Eight and a half point favorite.
2: Look at that beauty, the Saquon. Look threw that ball in there. Oh, that's look a at. nice
1: ball, the little Jersey kid, the little mama's boy, Tommy mama's DeVito. Mama's
2: boy, still at home. He's still man, at home. Mom's something.
1: making his bed, folding his Spider-Man undies, you know, putting food on that table, <laughs> doing that damn thing. Shout out Tommy DeVito, man. They out in D.C. Oh, man. Ron Rivera's got that look on his face. Thought, yeah, I'm going to be fired at the end of this year. Look, <laughs> same old thing. <laughs> Can't beat the Giants. Barkley's smiling. Everybody's smiling. This is what you want to see, man. You want to see them still be engaged. I I still say, can't win this game. This would be a disaster. But it's a nice moment. You want moments. You want to have moments. Even if the Giants go on to lose this game, they just gave you a nice moment. DeVito touchdown pass to Barkley. Everyone's excited. They're up 7-0. And you just don't want to see them go out there and get embarrassed yet again. Because week after week after week, man, as much as we love Dable, at some point, you see this team just the scores are lopsided. You are gonna be looking at him like, "Yo, is he is he part of the problem? Like, is there yeah. like is he part of the problem?" But you know, shout out Tommy DeVito.
2: Absolutely, man. And so Giants up, which is a good a great thing. We haven't been in this situation in a long time, so. We are today, and I I hope they can pull it off. As you would say, this is the worst win that you could possibly get.
1: Well, the Cardinals last week, man, what the hell were they thinking winning that game? Come on, y'all trying to replace Kyler Murray. You don't want to give him ammunition. You don't want to give him reason. And Kyler's looking at this like, hey, y'all going to try to draft my replacement? How about this? I'm going to start winning games. Whole lot. Because that's what Daniel Jones was in position to do too, B.J., yeah. If the Giants wanted to draft his replacement, he had he stay healthy, he's like, nah, I ain't going to get a chance to draft my replacement. I'm going to start winning football games for you guys.
2: Yeah, man. So, I mean, it's in, the, it's in the players' hands. The best thing that they can do if they want to take the season is not start your starter.
1: Let's hit Ernest in Brooklyn. What's up, Ernest? <laughs> hey, Ernest, what you got, man? What's up, What's going on?
3: Hey, how you doing? doing I'm well, man. Talk to um, us. McDonald's getting a little quick something. But oh, what I you what's the you quick something for McDonald's? What,
1: what's, what's, what you ordering?
3: <laughs> the 20-piece nuggets
1: for
3: $5. <laughs> oh,
1: 20-piece nuggets. That's all for you? <laughs> yeah, no, for me and the grandkids. Oh, the grandkids. So, I just most... wanted to disagree with you guys
3: about, you know, getting a quarterback. If you remember, Brett, um, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brent Barr for years. Mm-hmm. Now, he's the same gunslinger
1: without the... You know, without the uh, interceptions. And that's because he sat and he learned.
2: Same thing with Mahomes. He sat behind Alex Rodriguez. Just to learn. Because remember, when you come in. Wait, he sat behind who? Alex
1: I said, you know, when Mahomes sat behind Alex. You said Alex who, though? Who'd you say? I said Mahomes. Yeah, but who did he sit behind? What's Alex's last name? Smith. Is it Alex Smith? Oh, you said, said Rodriguez. Rodriguez? Yo, they might be spiking. Yo, check your drink, man. They might be spiking that whatever you order from McDonald's. They no, might have put some 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 liquor a, in there, bro. He's a Yankee fan. He's, he's a
2: Yankee fan, and that's the only Alex that mattered to him. So that's why. He's, that, that's why no, no. He, what well, he's a New that.
1: York fan, but I just don't. Um, I, I I really think that they sit when you go from college to um to the pros. You can attest to that. It's it's a it's like a learning curve. All that stuff you got away with in college, you can't do that in the NFL because those guys are bigger and faster.
2: It's true. Yeah, but I yeah, but sitting nowadays is not what they want to do. That's different when you when you hyping these kids every day. Somebody's consistently talking about how great they are to come to a team and sit behind somebody that every day they talk about how bad they are. It's never gonna be a, It's never. It's not gonna be good.
1: And not just that. And you know, organizations have kind of um, gone to this blueprint of trying to take advantage of the rookie being on uh, the rookie deal. So now you can allocate the resources financially to all the other parts, moving them around: edge rusher, offensive line, you know, weapons. And it gives you that ability. You know, we saw it with with Mahomes. You saw it with Burrow. We, they try to do it. With Allen, like all these quarterbacks, now getting paid are going to have the worst rosters that they've ever had just because you you got to cut some of these guys. T Higgins uh that that that's going to be done uh, once we get to the offseason. Joe Burrow out for the season, so maybe we've seen the last of the Burrow T Higgins combination. But yeah, man, it, it, it's 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 only a conversation because Jones tore his ACL and didn't get a chance to, you know, put something else on his resume tape the rest of the season. That's the only reason why this is a conversation right now because had he performed and you know, said lit it up going, going forward, and the Giants didn't have a, a top three pick, top five pick, then it would it be a moot conversation. It would be a moot conversation.
0: Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You know this, right, Brandon? Amigos? Stir fry? Mm-hmm. Yep, just that ATL music.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. I know about them.
1: So you, so you familiar with the the down south music? That's that's your, that's just that's your speed.
2: Yeah, that's more of my speed, man. But I'm just more like, like I, like the kids I coach. I got a really good relationship with all of them, and they and they put me on mute, you know, they and they put the me trail. on music.
1: They playing drill. They playing that music you don't even know about. It sounds good. You know
2: what I mean? No, nah, they on little baby. They on they on people like that. Like, you know, that's like like that's what they looking to you know that's that, that's the type of stuff that you know that they listen to. So so that's what I listen to.
1: So what you guys got popping in the in the locker rooms? You know during those championship runs, oh seven, two thousand eleven. Because
2: you know and- It's like we 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 got like I, I listened, like in two thousand seven, man. I listened to Lupe Fiasco, superstar,
1: Ooh, a little kick push so, action. Well, okay. listen,
2: it was my tradition. Like I listened to that throughout the whole playoffs. That was the only song I listened to throughout the playoffs every hour of the day if I had any kind of music on it was that
1: yeah, we got because that in I the Serato time the superstar Lupe
0: if you yeah, are, oh we got today, that we got
1: that can we, can, we, can we play a little bit of that real quick just to get Brandon yeah, back I in just gotta got find it real quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know we got in mood. the system though we gotta you because nah, it, it's more because it, it a little it, bit
2: because it, it was more about what I was getting ready for being ready for the lights you know this is your opportunity stand up strong like let's go if you are what you think you are, here you go. Don't have no fear. Like, you got it. You right here. Show us what you got. So I looked at that, you know, in in, in that manner, and I made that song my song to listen to. Woo! Uh, Let that ring hey. off. Hey. Hey, hey. Yo. The camera's here. It's bringing the... you back, bro. It's bringing you back. And they want to know. Yes, sir. There we go. <laughs>
1: That's off the cool album back in 07 he dropped this. Yo, I, I I was a big fan of um, track 9 on this Hip Hop Save My Life. That mm-hmm. was that was that was my song. Dumb it down I, Oh Lupe, man. That, that was such a vibe back in I'm gonna make you feel old here. Back when I was in high school. Mm. <laughs> wow, you did me
2: vibe. You did me like that. <laughs> back when you I, did I was did in me high like school.
1: that. But yeah, so 2011 wow. was it the same or like what was going on?
2: No man, I, I was just some. I was kind of all over the place in two uh, in two thousand and eleven. I was I was all over the place with that. I felt like we were. I felt like we were good enough to go win the Super Bowl. You know, I felt like we were. You know, that that's what we were gonna do. That's holding. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I didn't have that song picked out then. You know, I I really didn't. I just I don't remember what it was I was listening to. But I know I remember two thousand and seven, and it was that.
1: All right, let me ask you this. This is a tough question. Um, which, if you could, if you could power rank the two, which one was better? Two thousand and seven. Was it the undefeated Patriot? Is that why? Or, like, what's that about? Yeah, it's the, under, it's the undefeated Patriot. No, you know what?
2: I, I'm going to go back. The 2011 team was – no, the 2017 was much better. We were much better than – the second time around when we won the Super Bowl, because I tell you we went on the road and won every game, and not the, and, and, and and not only that, that year after we totally came back with the same squad and absolutely dominated everybody, but had some mishaps happen at the you know at the end of the season where we couldn't go back to back, but that's why I think that 2017 was better because of how we followed it up in 2008.
1: Yeah, we had a Cheddar Bob situation. Feel me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that sucked, but um. So let me ask you this. Both of the – I want to phrase this in the right way because obviously you insert every game knowing you could win. And what a dime. Uh, Aiden O'Connell just threw a touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. So the Raiders are going to go up 10-7, pending the extra point. Brandon might be looking like a, you know, Nostradamus. He might be looking like a genius in this uh, Raiders pick. But both times you guys felt like y'all could beat the, the, y'all could beat the Patriots. But was there a game during any of those runs where you come into the game, you know you can, you, you know you can win the game? But like, what was the toughest? Well, I've been trying to ask, what was the toughest game that you came into it like thinking this was going to be one that I don't know how this is going to go, but we're obviously going to try to win it.
2: It's that forty nine game in two thousand and eleven, that NFC Championship game mm-hmm. in San Fran. Yeah, that one, that was hard. I was like, boy, they physical. We physical. It's gonna be who tap out first. Like that's what is this game gonna come to? Who that? Who make the less mistakes? And who you know? Who who wanted more? Well, they wanted it, and we wanted it, and it went down to the wire. It did. I'm talking about went down to the wire, and that thing was a physical football game. I, I listen, I would pay to be in another game like that. wasn't too many big time highlights. The yards wasn't crazy. Nobody lit up the scoreboard. You know, nobody had a tremendous amount of rushing or throwing the ball all over the place. Both teams got sacked. It was a nasty game, man, and, and that's the game that I, that I would like to be in. I would like to be a part of games like that.
1: That was a great one. That was a great game. You know, at Alex Smith during that run, um, you know, the, your, your team – just, just defied odds in both runs, like winning all those road games, going up against Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, beating Favre, beating Rodgers. Remember, you had that one game. What happened to the Falcons? We what just, was that? Twenty-five just, to two?
2: Yeah, we, uh, yeah, twenty-four to two. We walked through them.
1: What happened? Were they, they just got, frauds?
2: They got, they got, yeah, they won. They, they, um, they were second in the division. I think, uh, I think the Saints won a division that year they weren't they just weren't they, they weren't playing against the tough the tough NFC East. It wasn't doing that. We were the 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 we won a division. That thing came down to the wire. Our division that year came down to we, we like we were 9 and 7. Yeah. That that year it came down to the wire. The division winner was 9 and 7. We was beating up on you know, we were beating up on each other all season in the NFC East. They was in the week, you know the week NFC South. You know they had the Saints to play, and that was just about it. But other than that, they they hadn't really played. They hadn't really been punching them out, and, and like uh, you know, like until then.
1: And just uh, you know, back to that Niners game. I remember watching it. I forget who it was with the the San Francisco who fumbled the ball in overtime but i'm thinking man like imagine like that moment your season coming and that's the beauty of football because you know everyone who knows me my favorite sport number 1 is the nba hey, i'm basketball mm-hmm. then i'm football then i go baseball but you know i love i love i love the nfl it's second to the nba but the beauty of the nfl is the one and done like you work all your way to get to this point and it could come down to a muffed punt and overtime, and now your season is over. Like that's the difference between mm-hmm. you getting to a Super Bowl and you going home heartbroken, and and, and that, that that was littered throughout throughout um, those championship runs. Uh, obviously, the David Tyree catch, the Mario Manningham catch, like all all of all of those things that y'all were able to you know rise above and overcome and have work in your favor and I don't want to call it luck because y'all earned it right like you guys put your blood sweat and tears out there and were able to be in position where you could capitalize and it ended both times in just magical fashion beating Brady and Belichick like how Mm -hmm. about that that's something that you just could talk about forever bro
2: I I think luck is needed for everything man I think luck is needed for the games you know for the people that you know like the Patriots were undefeated they needed luck for that the team like, like quite honestly you almost beat them of,
1: that, at week what was it week 17 you almost beat them
2: right but you need a little bit of luck to be great and you need in 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 if you're not a great team you definitely need luck to 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 be great you know so they they had a whole lot of luck on their side that year to go undefeated it was plenty of games that they should have lost. It was, well, I shouldn't say plenty. It was at least three games that they should have lost that lost that year. But they, 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 that should, we should have beat them. Baltimore should have beat them. And I think, uh, I th- I think the Jets had them on the ropes one time that they should have lost, but they didn't lose. They they came through and they pulled through all of those games. It takes a little bit of luck to be able to pull through like that. So, so luck isn't bad.
1: Now I know it's not man to man. It's not like you know, uh, tennis or or golf, but. Is there a quarterback that your team beat that you take the most pride in? Is it Brady? No. Who is it? Uh, you beat Favre. You beat Rodgers. Like, if we're power ranking these all-time quarterbacks that y'all were able to get past and, and root to winning, like, who who was number one at the top of the list?
2: It's, it's difficult to say because. Tom Brady is like the goat, you know. But who gave us the most problems? It wasn't him. I would have to say it was the, 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 when Michael Vick came back for the Eagles when he got out of jail. Mm-hmm. That guy right there was a special talent. He, I don't know if he learned coverages or something while he was in jail, but <laughs> it was a total. It was it was a total different, a totally different quarterback than what he was was when he was in Atlanta. He came back, he was still running the football. He just had he just added his air game onto his ground game, mm-hmm. and that made him and that made him great. I got to go with him. That's I have to vet. go with it. Yes, I have to go with it.
1: Coming up over the next couple, we're going to have to dive more into these uh these giant stories. I feel like there's some stories you got to let the let the people know about, man. Like there's a lot that happened during those runs, maybe air some teammates out. We got to get Eli on the program. What happened to that?
2: Man, I got to You know what? I got to check with him again. I I, I got to run with him again because I never followed up with him when I asked him the last time. So like that's, I dropped the ball on that.
1: Didn't I hear. That didn't I hear you gonna be in, in 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 New York City blessing us at some point. Coming yeah, up? I'm coming. So
2: the weekend of the 15th, that weekend, I just got to make sure high school football is over with.
1: So weekend of the 15th, we got to make sure we, we got to show we got we got to make sure we got to show it because we know that um. That in December, just because of these 1 o'clock kickoffs with the Jets, uh, it's altering the schedule a bit. So we got to just confirm that, that we're doing a show that weekend. I don't want to have you come out here and we're not even doing a show.
2: I oh, know that would be bad, right? So, so you said the
1: weekend of the 15th, right? The
2: weekend of the 15th. So let's look at that before I get anything all booked up. Cause, yeah, that's yeah. the
1: one o- the, the Jets play the Dolphins 1 o'clock that weekend.
2: Okay, so that weekend won't work. Yeah, so we
1: want to a find show. something else. And I actually was looking at the schedule. Um and because you look at like, these games that could potentially be flexed and that one's not going to be flexed just because there's another one uh, on the docket that day that's that's much bigger. What, what week is that? What week is that?
2: Let me ask at this question though. No. So let me ask this, you know this question: Why can't we be on air because the Jets play at one?
1: Well, because they got the pregame show at eleven o'clock.
2: Okay.
3: The
1: pregame you. begins at eleven. Anita um, Amani and uh Mike Tannenbaum, they're doing their thing at um at at eight AM and then Anita's got the fantasy football hour, got she got you rocking with that beginning at seven AM. So there's just, you know, no place to put us. But mm-hmm. um we're hoping that some of these games get flexed so that we can continue to, you know, to give the people what they want to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. We'll keep you posted yeah, on that. Yeah, I'm just- definitely
2: down to pay off my bet, man, because I bet you, so I lost, and that's what I bet. So, dinner, and, dinner and in the studio with you.
1: Let's go. For the show. I'm, look- I'm looking forward to it.
0: Now, back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. It's time to decide Are you in? Or
1: are you out? All right, let's do it. This portion of of the show, in our out, on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Coach USA. Make your commute to the city easy on a Coach bus. Coach USA bus, that is. For schedules and fares, go to CoachUSA.com or download the Coach USA app to buy, store, and scan your tickets. Let's go to our producers. They become the stars of the show. Our guys, Tom Bauer, Harvey Cruz... Will give us a few statements, and Brandon and yours truly will tell you whether or not we are in or out on said statement. Let's do it.
3: All right, everybody. So we've been talking a bit here about this Giants draft options. Should they go with a quarterback? Should they get Marvin Harrison Jr.? This, that, and a third. Are we in or out on this? By the way, I don't think since the merger the Giants have ever had the number one overall pick.
1: They've ne- Yeah, and they've never had a um – Uh, since the league has gone to a 16 and 17 games they've never ended a season with just two wins so this would be you know historic
3: Giants up 7-3 as we speak Tommy DeVito my guy (laughs) are we in or out on the upcoming draft being the most important draft in Giants franchise history. I'm out
1: on that. I mean, I've seen the Giants draft Lawrence Taylor. I've seen them draft Eli Manning. I'm out on that. This is a
3: quarterback maybe, though.
1: Listen, it's it's a very important draft. The Giants have you know a lot of big decisions to make to say the least. Like you can't have like this bad of a season and then think everything is all sweet going into next year. You might have questions about your coach, might have questions about your GM. So there's a lot they're gonna have to figure out. I am all the way out on that. I- I've seen them draft Hall of Famers, <laughs> Lawrence Taylor, Eli Manning, and I- that came courtesy of a trade, but I'm I- biggest draft in franchise history, I'm out on that all
2: the way. I don't think there's anything left for me to say since Ty is so out on it. I'm out on it as well. (laughs) I'm out on it too. That's 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 not even close being the most important draft. You know, for the Giants, absolutely not. All the way out.
0: Well, you guys are so out on that one. Let's see if you're in on this one. Now, just follow me for a second here. So the Steelers are somehow, they're looking like they could legitimately somehow by a miracle win the AFC North. Now, the only competition I think that's in their way right now is the Ravens, even without Mark Andrews. Now, here's how their schedules are going to be looking going forward. The Steelers got Cleveland today. Then they've got Cincy, Arizona, New England, Indy, Cincy again, and Seattle. And then they end their season at Baltimore. The Ravens have the Chargers, a bye week the Rams, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami, and then they end against the Steelers. My question to you guys is, in or out, the AFC North is going to be decided in the final week of the season by these two teams.
2: I'm in on that. I'm definitely in on that. Um, you know, I think the, the Ravens got the team not be able to overcome a lot of this stuff. I don't. You don't have to worry about Miami because they're not going to be competitive against the Ravens because the Ravens got a winning record. So you can count that one out. Um, but you just never know with the rest of these teams. I'm, I'm definitely in on them being coming down to you know you know to the wire on um, being able to decide who wins this division.
1: Yeah, I'm in on that too. I just think Pittsburgh uh, is is coached by maybe the coach of the year right now, Mike Tomlin. That defense has been special. If they could ever get some consistency on offense, they'd be a much bigger problem. Right now, they're trailing seven nothing in Cleveland. Uh, but this is a very winnable division. Uh, the Ravens should be the favorites. Lamar's been awesome, but the Mark Andrews injury, I think, is critical. And I think this is going to come down to uh, week 18 between the Ravens and the Steelers. I don't think the Browns will be hanging around. And then, obviously, uh, the Brown. Um, I said the Browns won't be hanging around. And the Bengals, I should say, losing Joe Burrow. Uh, they're they're cooked. So I'm in on week 17, week 18, I should say, game 17 deciding the winner of this division next.
3: I'm going to keep it local because I like being local here. Jets bills after this. Greg Bottle, Dan Gross at the pregame here.
1: Look at you with the
3: nice promo. I got to do what I got to <laughs> do. Just, you know, trying to stay employed. The Jets <laughs> apparently... We're all in to be a contender for at least the playoffs this year. And reports of Devontae Adams next season. Maybe they should have uh, gotten or traded for a backup QB. Maybe like likes of Josh Dobbs. Who knows? But regardless, it's not looking good with Zach Wilson at QB. So, should the Jets miss the playoffs for this of the 12th, 13th straight season? Are we in or out on placing more and more blame on GM Joe Douglas? In or out?
1: I'm in on that uh, because I do think he has to shoulder a lot of the blame. The Jets earlier this week released Michael Carter, so that's another failed draft pick. Throw in Denzel Mims, throw in Elijah Moore. For a team that desperately needs some difference makers on offense, those are three guys who could have been, you know, had you taken the right guy, it could have been impactful on this team. And you look at what they did in free agency, and I guess you can blame Rogers. Like Randall Cobb, that was a, been a disaster. Alan Lazard, that's been a disaster. You know, Mikko Hardman, that didn't work out. You traded him back to Kansas City. So all the upgrades they could have made on offense that that should have put this team in better position to score points, they failed on. And you could point directly to the GM. I, I can't blame him for Rogers getting help, but I can or hurt. But I can blame him for the offensive line for the like fifteen thousandth consecutive season being question mark so I, I think a lot of blame should be placed on Joe Douglas and the biggest indictment is not having a legitimate backup quarterback behind a 40 year old and you go you're rolling with Zach Wilson with how good and how tenacious this defense has been so I'm in on that
2: well well you know Zach Zach Wilson is the same guy he drafted you know three what two three years ago so he's, of course, he's going to go with him as a backup, with, you know, to Aaron Rodgers. You know, he drafted the guy to come be the franchise quarterback. You know, so that's I could tell you that's probably, that's why he did that and didn't get a real backup quarterback in. You know, the backup before the year. But I'm definitely in on placing the blame on him. You know, on the GM. You know, you know, just because he got rid of some pieces, you know, that could have helped the team win, and you know, that could, you know, same thing you said, Ty. Be productive on the offense. You know, and he, you know, Randall Cobb. It didn't work out, but I, I, I think I'll put that on Aaron Rodgers because he's the reason he's there. Uh, but you give a guy that type of power as a GM, that 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 blame goes on you. So I'm definitely in on him being a the reason the Jets' office of you know productivity is 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 not good.
0: Next, all right, one, la- one last one, real quickly before we need to hit a break cj stroud because we've been talking about qbs all day and which ones are at the top of the league right now theoretically the houston texans somehow win their division in or out stroud wins mvp
1: i'm in on oh i'm sorry brandon's supposed to go first my bad b
0: you got it though you can finish
2: you started go ahead
1: i'm in on this uh, he's been awesome and you know the the texans did right putting weapons around him nico collins has been great uh, Dalton Schultz, uh, the tight end that they got from the Cowboys, he's been awesome as well. I'm in on this. And not only would he be the MVP, D'Amico Ryans would be the coach of the year. I know you said we had to be quick, so yes, I'm in
2: on that. I'm in on it as well. I don't have a whole lot to say, uh, but definitely, definitely in on that. If he can pull his franchise from where they were to, to not making the playoffs as a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach, you know, I think both of those guys will have opportunity to be the MVP and coach of the year.